Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Our Friday conversation with Andrew Ference is brought to you by Verizon Fios, a network ahead, and by Subway Eat Fresh. Andrew joins us on the AT&T hotline. Good morning, Andrew. We're, uh, we're in win- oh, Winter Haven. Man, where did that flashback come from? Fort Myers Ford at Red Sox Spring Training. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How's the new uh, facilities down there? It's beautiful. It's, it's, it, I wish we had this ballpark in Boston. That's how good it is. Wow, yeah, that's good. It, it blows it, it Fenway looks, Park away. It looks like Fenway, only better, only more comfortable. <laughs> right on. Hey, did you see the win over the stingy at-home superlative Blues in St. Louis coming? Did you see it coming? Uh, yeah, I did. We uh, we had a couple frustrating uh, losses before that. Where um, you know we didn't play bad, but uh, uh, you know definitely took steps in the right direction. So um, yeah, it, we needed it. It was good. Andy Brickley predicted it, and I said to him when we talked to him the day of the game, he said, this is the night that, that might be a launching point. This might turn this team around. And I said, you're kidding me. They have the best goals against average in the league. They're very difficult to beat at home. He said, this is just the kind of win that might change things. Do you think this is going to have an everlasting, not an everlasting effect, but a positive effect going forward, or is it based on how you play your next game? Uh, well, I think it's one of those games you can always reach back to, and you, you can always look. Uh, you know, look I think we've, we have a, a team... Uh, especially over the last couple of years, it's always you know done really well of, uh, you know, with challenges and getting up those big games and 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 like like Andy said, is using it as a launching point. Um, you know, I think it's just uh, uh, one of those games where you know you set the bar at a certain you know certain level and then uh, you know we, we do well with trying to you know, keep it there. Is that harder to do against a team that you're expected to beat if you're playing well? Because that's that's who you lo- that's who you were losing to prior to the Blues game. Uh, it's it's more frustrating sometimes. I think uh, you know. And I think trying to uh, you know tr- trying to suppress that, that frustration and not let it get to you, and and and, and trying to just stick with the uh, you know with your game plan and, and your system and all that. Um, when you're not scoring goals and when you're having you know some of those games where you know you're getting chances but uh, things aren't going in, I, I think it's easier for guys to stray away, stray away from what the, what the game plan is and. And uh, you know that's that's what I think happens sometimes against uh, against teams that uh, you know you're, you're quote supposed to be even mm-hmm. with the, even with the parity in our league you know it's pretty tough to go into any game saying that you're supposed to beat somebody it's uh, um, you know it's pretty small differences especially when teams you're getting up to play uh, you know to play out every night. Hey uh, Andy, the uh, St. Louis win aside, does this feel like a team that that needs a shakeup, needs a deal, and does it feel like one is imminent. I mean, you you know what it feels like when it, you get close to the trade deadline. Does it feel like something's going to happen? Um, not really. No. I, I, but then again, like I really know nothing. <laughs> you know, we're we're as players, we're pretty much uh, in the dark uh, uh, when it comes to anything like that and deals and stuff like that. But um, you know, I've been on teams that that have felt like you know they definitely need an extra element or they need. Uh, uh, a little jolt uh, just to, to get them going. And, and uh, we definitely don't have that feeling right now. Uh, but that's, you know, that, that really doesn't matter as far as uh, whether or not the GM is going to get something done. 
Um, you know, because, you know, we know we have a guy that if, if there's a chance to make the team better, he's going to do it. I know, uh, you, you know, maybe there's nothing to this. Maybe it's just one of those things we, we talk show hosts like to throw out there for fun. But uh, Kevin DuPont threw it out there the other day, a, a acquiring a PK, P.K. Subban. Now, we know last time you saw him, he turtled, and, and he's afraid of you. We're pretty aware of that. And, but if, <laughs> if, he had, if he had to come here and play for this team, could he assimilate? Could he just step right in and, and let – could you and him, and could you all just let bygones be bygones and and be teammates? Uh, well, if there's any sport that's good at uh, you know kind of leaving issues on the ice, it, it, it is ours. I mean, um, I think hockey in general is, is pretty good with that, where guys can fight and then you know have a beer later together. So it's uh, um, I don't think there's any issues when it, when it comes to you know things happening in in, in, in past games. I mean, me and uh, Benoit Pouliot fought last year and. and we, you know, there's absolutely no issues with it, you know, whatsoever. Um, you know, so it, it's uh, it has really nothing to do with that. You know, I think that the bigger issue is is whether a guy is good in the room. You know, whether he's going to be a distraction to the team. Um, you know, kind of up end the dressing room. You know, because there are there are guys with some pretty awful attitudes. You know, in this game, and and uh, not knowing him, I, I can't really say one way or the other. You know, whether he's one of those guys, but. Uh, um, but he's a hell of a player, um, and and uh, I mean, first and foremost, you want you want a great player on your team, and then you you worry about the attitude and stuff, and hope that uh, hope that a guy fits in in like that later. Andrew, you've already gone on record as saying you don't think this team necessarily needs a trade to shake it up and get it going for the uh, for the remainder of the season. Having said that, is there a fine line between looking at management and saying, yes, they're trying to do something, they're making a move, they are committed to making this team better, versus saying, I don't think we need any changes? Because you know what? It happens all the time in Major League Baseball. As the trading deadline approaches in baseball, teams say, yeah, if, if management does nothing, it shows to us they're not committed to making us just a little bit better and giving us a little more edge for the second half of the season. Does that kind of philosophy exist in hockey? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that I think everybody has a good understanding of how difficult uh, the job of a GM is, is. I mean, even if he really wants to make a move, uh, sometimes it's next to impossible to do it. I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, with, with, with the cap and with the, uh, the market, sometimes the, the prices are, are inflated just beyond, uh, beyond reason. Um, you know, so it's... Uh, Especially as players, you know, something so far out of our control. If, if you if you really waste too much energy on it, it's it, uh, uh, you drive yourself crazy. Because, mm. You know, it, it is completely out of our control. I think that uh, you know, you really just have to have trust in, in, in the fact that they're going to uh, you know make the right move if it's there and, and not make it if it's not. And and, and that's really their job. And and you know, it's it's. Uh, uh, I know that I you know personally, I, I really really don't spend any time thinking about it and I'm pretty sure most of the guys are the same. Obviously you know you're gonna have guys that, you know, love looking at the rumors and checking out all the news from around the league but uh um but there's really no chatter about it, you know, amongst the guys about, you know, how great it would, would be to have this guy or that guy or um it, it's just really not talked about. You say you don't know PK Subban personally. Do you know Dougie Hamilton at all? And what's your feeling about you know, top prospects. Do you look at guys and say that is a short sure thing, or do you feel like there's no such thing as a short sure thing? Uh, no, there's, there's, there's such thing as a short sure thing. It, it's just very rare. Um, you know, but there's guys that, 
that I played against in junior that I never thought would have made the NHL, and now that you know they've been in the league you know for a while, and then there's guys that uh, uh, look look dynamite, and they and they just never you know develop and never get any better. Uh, they almost peak when they're uh, 18 years old. So it, it uh, it's a really weird thing. I mean, scouting and and uh, you know when, when teams you know consistently pick good players that develop into you know, into NHL players, it really is a skill, and that's a, uh, it's an impressive thing. And what you do with, with the guys after you, you draft them is so important. Um, so it's, uh, it's a weird thing. I, I, uh, I, def- I definitely couldn't do it. Cause, uh, you know, I see, I see young guys playing. Uh, I have a hard time seeing, you know, the, the, the potential. Um, so, I mean, buzz? I, I know there, that Doug is, is a good player. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a buzz around Hamilton? Is he coming? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I, I just saw him for that short time during training camp, and, and I know that uh, you know, watching some of the world juniors, that he looks like a, a really great player. I mean, but like I said, I really don't have that skill to, uh, you know, to, to see the, the future of a guy. Hey, Andrew, final question. And you know, you've been around us long enough and talked to us on enough Fridays that we're good for one stupid question per interview. So you're ready for it now? <laughs> That's a great lead. Here it comes. All right. Uh, what is more frustrating? What is more debilitating? What is what makes you more angry as a player and then as a team collectively to get shut out with lots and lots and lots of shots but none go in, or to get shut out with very few good scoring opportunities? Which one drives you more nuts? Uh, the one with least just scoring opportunities. With the least right. scoring opportunities, which means yeah. the system is breaking down, right? Well, the biggest thing you have to you do after a win or a loss is, is kind of look in the mirror and, and, and see if you're proud of your, your game, you know, as a team. And there's a lot of games that you can't lose and, and play really well. And so that, that becomes even more important in the playoffs because you can play great games in the playoffs and lose. And if you go and get frustrated about it and, and, and angry about it, then you're not doing yourself a, a whole lot of good. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think you, you just have to really concentrate on your own game. Sometimes the goalie stands up big and, and plays great or, or you know, a team gets those bounces, and, and we sh- we should know better than anybody. We had a lot of those games last year, so um, yeah, I, I, I hate playing bad hockey. That's, that's the worst. Well, that was a dumb question, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. No. <laughs> We've had dumber ones, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's, I don't even know if that was in the top ten. All right, this is uh, this is the por- uh, the part of the interview where we point out that Andrew Farron spends a lot of his time giving back to Spalding Rehab Hospital. Keep up to date with the most recent happenings by liking them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at Spalding Rehab. Andrew, thanks for the time. Good talking to you. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, enjoy your time now, guys. Thanks very much, Andrew Farron with Dennison Callahan on the AT and T Hotline. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Will Carroll will explain this Ryan Braun situation to us.